This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So we talked about um, the Biennemi first part, which was more kind of about the feeling that, you know, he is definitely, with his style and his approach, uh, not one over everybody uh, in the locker room, that's for sure. And again, um, to me, you know, uh, not making it super, uh, you know, black and white, but it's like you're either like, you know, it's just not going to work or man up on the other end. And you guys have done nothing but lose here forever and toughen up and take the tough coaching and take whatever approach he's using. You know, if it's a very difficult approach in, in, in trying to get his tasks uh, as a taskmaster uh, through to you, take it and see if it ultimately works out. But there's definitely been some grumbling on that end. And then we get to the kind of offense um, that we've seen all year with all of the pass attempts, et cetera. And so I'll just read from the story here from John Kime and Jeremy Fowler's ESPN story. 
Like the Chiefs, Bieniemy's offense includes a lot of passing. The Commanders spent significant time with the passing game all offseason with quick throws and run-pass option plays used as an extension of the running game. That theme has persisted in the regular season with the Commanders leading the league with 509 passing attempts through Week 13, 59 more than any other team. This is an area several team sources believe Rivera should have addressed with Bieniemy on occasions that called for running the football. But in line with the authority Rivera gave Bienemy over the offense, the head coach did not meddle in Bienemy's offensive plan. After a 14-7 loss to the Giants on October 22nd, Terry McLaurin was critical of the scheme, lamenting the low number of fades and crossing routes called for him against the Giants blitz. Hal threw McLaurin his first fade late in the third quarter for a 27-yard game. Quote, McLaurin after the game said, I would definitely like to see us continue to get those up early because I think it really forces defenses to play more honest. They can't blitz and the safeties are at 10 to 12 yards. They can't do that if you're beating them down the field. McLaurin, who was held without a catch in Sunday's loss to the Dolphins, has met weekly with Biennemi since that public criticism. While changes in both on- and off-the-field approach have prevailed since Biennemi came aboard, the wins have not followed, and the offense has scored 20 or fewer points in four of the past five games. The losing has amplified some of the grumbling, both about Biennemi's style, which was addressed in that first part of this you know, thing, and play-calling. But Biennemi's defenders insist the complaints are unfair to a coach trying to revamp a system with mediocre talent in some areas. This is a quote from an executive with another NFC team. Quote, he took over a tough situation there in Washington and has, and has worked hard to correct it. They needed a culture shock there. I think he's probably helped his profile. Closed quote. Rivera agrees that should be the narrative around Biennemi rather than any dissension with his methods. What he's doing with our quarterback right now shows he's capable. Are we struggling? Yeah, we're struggling, but there's more things to it. Um, And then there's one last line about this towards the end after there's a lot of conversation about Rivera and Del Rio. The coordinator changes cast a pall over Rivera's future because of how much faith and responsibility he places in them. Several team sources said Rivera defers to his coordinators on decision-making, sometimes to a fault. One team source said, quote, Ron needed to take more ownership, closed quote. So that is kind of the gist of what I think is the most interesting part of this story. There is um, a lot towards the end of the story about what's next. And, you know, actually to a certain degree, the people in the building who still believe in Ron as what, you know, many called him a good man. Andrew Wiley said, we believe in coach Rivera. We're rallying behind him. Um, But uh, they also said that Ron had had this three-word mantra, you know, kind of a team serving as team pillars over the years, attitude, preparation, and effort. 
and the Rivera would use that, um, you know, uh, at the beginning of meetings, attitude, preparation, and effort. And for whatever reason, one front office source said the players just didn't seem to be fired up this year, and Rivera stopped using that mantra this year. Um, anyway. Uh, but the source also noted that Rivera showed more fire on the sidelines around the midseason mark as he sensed the urgency with a season that was slipping away. He said, quote, I see him getting into huddles, talking to players, and getting on referees. So there you go. For me, I think the Harris, you know, kind of influence, if you want to even call it influence, the suggestion that he made about being in favor of trading Chase and Sweat was interesting. And then the stuff on Biennemi, because, look, beyond this article, we've talked a lot about Eric Biennemi. And there is a lot that I think many of us have been hearing about Eric Biennemi. I'm simply, as you know, on a weekly basis, I've been simply just telling you what I think about what I saw on the field, which is the part we see. We're not out there. Clearly, going back to training camp, though, when Ron Rivera, very, I think, inadvisedly, um, you know, it, 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 it was not advised, I don't think, that he actually admit publicly that players were coming to him grumbling about Eric Bieniemy's style. Um, but this has been an ongoing thing. This is a style over substance thing, maybe at a minimum, um, and maybe it's more than that. Um, but Kind of like the sack issue with Sam Howell, we re- we realized you know pretty early in this season why he fell to the fifth round. I think you know certainly we understand why a lot of teams you know that had an opportunity to make a run at Eric Bieniemy in the last off season decided not to, and it's style, you know. And I think there are lots of different views on this, especially when we're talking about a team and an organization that's done nothing but lose for years. And, you know, are you going to continue to do things the same way over and over again? Well, you're just going to get the same results. And Eric Bieniemy came in from a winning organization with two Super Bowl rings and said, I got a different way of doing it. And if you give me the autonomy, we're going to do it a different way. And you're probably not going to love me all the time because I'm going to be your harshest critic, but I'm also going to be your biggest fan when you do it the right way. And maybe this is exactly what they needed with some sort of kick in the ass. However, let's be clear here, 13 games into this, and maybe it's too early to come to you know a conclusion on Eric Bieniemy. but 13 games into it, and we've got this story where players are still you know, grumbling, and this is not gone you know, perhaps if they had started to play better instead of regressed here recently, if they were still in the fight competitively in the season, maybe you get more buy-in. Eventually, style is important if the substance and the winning doesn't follow, and sometimes it needs to follow pretty quickly. What do you guys think? 301-230-0980. I've said this before recently. I just don't think Eric Bieniemy is going to be back here next year with the new regime. That would be my guess. I have no knowledge of that because nobody knows who's going to be hired as the new, as the new general manager and then as the new head coach. But I would certainly imagine just practically that if they end up hiring an offensive 
head coach, which, you know, there's a chance. I would I would bet that there's a better chance it's an offensive head coach than a defensive head coach, in part because there are more candidates out there that are offensive-oriented than defensive-oriented, although there are some really solid defensive young um, uh, head coaches out there. Um, but, you know, an offensive head coach is going to be the offensive decision maker. He's going to be the, you know, the de facto OC as well. And so that is what I would say, you know, is probably where, you know, the tea leaves are pointing in terms of we do know Rivera and company will be gone. And the only thing that we've contemplated is whether or not Eric Bieniemy would be asked back by a new regime. And I would say that the odds are stacked heavily against that. And I would certainly say, as I've said before, I don't think that Eric Bieniemy is going to be a candidate to be the head coach here in Washington. I don't. Will he get interviewed? Possibly. And if he does get interviewed, then technically he's a candidate. We'll see how it shakes out. What do you guys think? 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. The Ace Law listener lines are open. In a rec, Ace Law helps you get a check. Call 8888-ACE-LAW. Let's start with my guy, G, from the shop. What's up? Did you stay up and watch Clippers Nuggets last night? Jay, did you watch? No, no. G had a game. Well, that game game was at 10.30 last night. No, but you know, I'd be inebriated too. (laughs) Well, inebriated or certainly sky high, attitude-wise, of course. All right. Especially especially at 41, man, and and you got to wake up at 4.40 a.m. Like, I got to get my rest too. You know what I'm saying? But. At the same time, Kev, you said inadvisably by Ron Rivera letting the letting the cat out the bag. Ron Rivera been been praised for rebuilding the culture, doing this, that, and the third. It was easy to rebuild a culture. All you had to do is not be no creepo. You know what I'm saying? But he did help transition. But the culture is a lot of tattletaling, a lot of people with their panties in a bunch when somebody yell at them. Erg Bieniemy got his coaching style from a coach that he admired. You know what I'm saying? Because I've coached. You coach, Kevin. You adopt different type of styles that work for you and that you admire. Erg Bieniemy almost won the damn Heisman, man. So when he get a chance to coach, that's how he going to coach the way he admired the coaches that pushed him to the limit. You know what I'm saying? And that's the type of culture I'm trying to push up out of here. That tattletelling, that letting the locker room talk up out of here. You know what I'm saying? You you talk about he didn't get a chance from any other team. Oh, when they, he do finally get a chance from Washington, he's going to try to show everything out the bag. And like us, I stopped watching a couple of weeks ago because I seen the writing on the wall and I need to go make some money instead of watching the damn commanders because they stink. And there ain't no hope for us. But he's in the he's in the building, and he knows that. Yeah, we ain't gonna make the playoffs. Even if we do, we ain't got a shot. So you know what? Let me try this play. Let me try that play. That's why a lot of stuff sometimes don't be working. You know, you gotta get you gotta use that playbook and see what's not gonna work and what is gonna work. So I ain't even mad at him for all that. I'm I like how McLaurin has been meeting with him lately. You know what I'm saying? Because it might have rubbed Terry wrong, but that's the culture that Ron created as 
being able to make the player think, you can come to me when you got a problem. But then Ron throw that out there. See, Ron doing a lot. He think now he going to use Erg the enemy little, little coordinator situation and development. He's using that now to try to be job security. I really got a problem with how he, Ron really Ron, Ron's aware of his job security. He has none. They're all, they're all going to be gone. Now, what you did say, I, I, we, we called it out. I, I thought it was stupid. You, that, that should have been kept in-house. Um, by the way, your point yeah. of they felt comfortable going to Ron about these things. Well, if he gave him the offensive coordinator job and the assistant head coach title, they shouldn't have been going to Ron. They should have been going directly to him. Those offensive no, players but should have. Pillow, but Ron pillow, calling it out was really, really a big mistake. A big mistake. But I'm going to tell you this, G. Given that, you know, when you get a, a new style and it's an abrupt one, there were, there was going to be a lot of talking regardless, yeah. at, you know, during yeah. the course of the year. But Ron doing it publicly was was really um, no. was inconsiderate of, of, of Eric at, in, in the moment. Kev, Kev, it was some sucker-like living tattletelling trying to throw this new dude under the bus and make yourself look like I'm the, I'm the confidant of new owners. But yeah. the thing is, yeah, yeah, nobody likes change. Change is hard to adapt to. But the whole time you should have kept that. That's the coach I want. Keep all that in-house. But you know and I know I've coached a lot. And I know you got to know how to talk to these people. You got to know how to talk their language. And you can't coach everybody the same. But my father taught me at 10, 11 years old, if I keep yelling at your silly ass, that means I see something in you. If I stop talking to you at practice, you're a bum. So there's no, there, there's no doubt you and I share the same experience as far as that's concerned. But I think you hit on it at the beginning. And I, I want to get some other calls in here, G. Thank you. And that is, I don't think there's a lot of flexibility in his style. Um, and because of that, you know, you're going to have some people that, you know, are fine with it and others that are not. And I don't know enough about the style. I'm not going to sit here and speak to the style other than what I read from the story. Okay. We just know that this group that's never won anything, that has certainly, uh, you know, been. I don't want to – coddled would be the wrong word because I have no idea if that was really the style prior to that. But they had not had anybody like Eric Biennemi in the building, that's for sure. And it was was cold water in the face. Like, wake up, this is the way it's going to be. Beyond that, I don't don't know what the style was, if it was too um, caustic, if it was too demeaning, if it was too critical, if there wasn't enough – you know, in this day and age of compliments to constructive criticism, you know, John Wooden's book for young people to hear criticism, you got to give them four compliments before you tell them what they did wrong. I don't know. Um, but clearly there's been a style issue with some, if not a lot of people out there. Bob in D.C. Bob, go ahead. Thanks for holding. Uh, I agree with G, man. I kind of think – I think uh, Ron is trying to get him a front office position and kind of throw, trying to throw Eric Bieniemy under the bus. And I, I really want to know, do the well, defensive that, players? What we're mad? talking about with respect to Ron and what he said that happened during training camp. 
Let's not forget that. The article says that Ron has given Eric Bieniemy all of the autonomy that he promised that he'd give to him and has supported him in that building in his style. If he support him, then why are players coming out like this? They don't do what it do you, on the defensive mean? side of the ball. They, they don't do none of this on the def- defensive side of the ball, and they didn't got 45 on them last two games. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Yep. We have not heard. We didn't hear a lot of grumbling about Jack Del Rio. That's for sure, Bob. I agree with that. What else? Bob's gone. Dave in Alexandria. Dave, go ahead. Kevin, how you doing? Hey, Dave. What's going on, man? Hey, uh, one happy holidays to you and your family you too. to start. Uh, yeah, I. After watching the uh, enemy and company uh, offensively, I don't see him making in-game adjustments, uh, and which uh, and with them uh, rolling uh, Howell out just like Gibbs did with uh, uh, Theismann, uh, he can't make the adjustments. Uh, you know, I look at the two giant games. Wink Martindale gave him a lesson on NFL football. He couldn't make the adjustments and uh which is unfortunate. And that's not only uh, that's that's a team uh deficiency, both quarterback and offensive line. Uh, they've got to do something. I think you're right, Kevin, that the enemy is gone. Uh I don't know where they're going to go if it's going to be GM and uh head coach or whatever the or coach centric whatever the most recent terms are, but uh, we're starting all over again. Unfortunately, I hate yeah. to see it happen. And uh, well, I uh, you hate to see fan. the start that's all over again. Fan. You'd prefer to, to move on with this staff? No, I, I know you didn't mean that. But no, I, no, no, I'm actually no, looking no, forward no, no, to no, no. this start because this will be. Thanks, Dave, for the call. This will be a different restart. This will be a restart done with you know, first of all, more intelligent people. Uh, making the decisions. And I think, based on what we certainly have learned about Josh Harris, uh, people who will hire people and hire people and let them do their job. Um, we're in a much different situation with this organization than we've ever been. I'm looking forward to the offseason, very much so. By the way, I want to make one thing clear on what Dave said. I did not say or report or anything that Eric Bieniemy is not going to be back next year. It would just be a strong hunch based on the staff being replaced and more likely than not an offensive head coach coming in, that there probably won't be a spot for Eric Bieniemy. You know, he'll – but, you know, there, there's a line in here, and I'm, I want to I read it, um, and I think I did read it already, where, you know, it was from an NFC executive who said essentially that um, – where is it? I think he's probably helped his profile. He took over a tough situation there in Washington, and he's worked hard to correct it. They needed a culture shock there. I think he's probably helped his profile. So maybe Eric Bieniemy off of this season with, you know, I think most people would say objectively, Sam Howell has, you know, been more than what a lot of people thought he would be, and Bieniemy gets a lot of credit for that. Let's finish up with John in Virginia. John, finish it up for us. Go ahead. Uh, Kevin, so aren't we finding out that management – this is what I'm thinking. 
management made the wrong pick in getting Eric Bieniemy. Well, it wasn't management; it was Ron. Oh, oh, really? Well, so he gave him too much power then because there, like, didn't you just say we threw the ball a hundred times more than any other team in the NFL? I think it's fifty-nine so or something like that. Yeah, well, and we we played one more game than the next team, but yes. We've we've got more pass attempts than any team in the league. Okay, so I think well, and then why did we not have a chance to win the game against the Dolphins? I think it's one play and one play call that took away the chance to beat them. Which really? play do you think that was? Oh, uh, I mean, uh, to me, it was probably decided on on the third play from scrimmage from Miami when they lined up in man coverage with Quan Martin on Tariq Hill. Is that what you were going to say? No, 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 no. It's, it's the enemy. Who made okay. the call on the quick out to the right that they got the uh, pick six? It was already 10 to nothing. You do know that, right? They were already getting well, their ass kicked. I'm, but you notice what I said. A chance to win the game. Uh-huh. Right. So who made that call? Yeah, but who made the throw? I mean, they, they've been running quick bubbles and quick game for a while. Sam, there, there, I, my personal view is there was nothing wrong with the call. Well, the, en- the, the enemy's taught uh, Howell everything he knows. I mean, he threw into if, uh, what, the way I saw it on television. There's like three defenders over there and maybe three, three commanders, but he just tossed the ball because that's right the to call. He, does, he doesn't think on his own that well yet. Well, and then so you, ha- you have more of an issue with Hal than Biennemi. No, 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 no. The call was terrible. Okay. You don't give you, who's still a rookie, that kind of call that early. Well, a bubble screen is one of the easiest things, especially when you can't protect and you can't drop them back. The quick game's well, actually what's worked for them offensively over the last five to six weeks. Well, I don't know, but how has become a pick six machine, and I think it's partly because <laughs> yeah. of the calls by the enemy. Now, Oh, here's what I'm saying. Here's what's been bugging me. It's it's time of possession. It's ball control. They don't seem to do any of that. Taylor Heineke did that much better. Robinson and Gibson, that's what we were last year, really, was Robinson and Gibson. Yeah, with much di- much different approach, no doubt, John. Much yeah. different approach last year. I got to run. I got a guest coming up. I appreciate the call. But, yeah, no, this Ron was very with Scott. Very intent on being a, a balanced team, being a powerful running team, um, possessing the ball, uh, moving the chains, and in the runs that they had. La- I mean, they ran. They had forty nine rushes in their game against Philadelphia on Monday Night Football last year when they pulled off the upset. No, a completely different offensive approach this year for sure. Um, and part of it was, I think they thought they had a more capable quarterback, but a lot of it was also some long game and getting Sam, you know, um, sort of, uh, baptized by fire really. Uh, and they've done that. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be great for the long term or not. We still have four more games. Let's see how he calls those up next charge. Kevin Sheehan show the team 980, the team 980.com. This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 